Let us pray. Spirit of God, come among us that we may be able to be your prophets of today, to spread your good news, to bring hope to people, and to show the world that your coming made a difference for us all. Amen. Well, I seem to have found my voice again after about a year. That's why I wasn't uh, coming up here before. And I give thanks to God for a group of physios, or speech physios, who took a course for four, for four weeks, three days a week. And that has restored, restored the confidence in my voice that I might speak the words that the Spirit give us. So thank you for your support during that time and your prayers. And a thank you to those who made it possible for me to speak to you today. I want to think about the way in which we prepare for Christmas and all the signs around us of the Advent. One of the things that we don't have to do at Christmas is to actually bring out the signs. They're provided by all the community. And uh, they... In the shopping world, I'm told that you shouldn't begin before the 1st of December. They've made a sort of pact with one another as they were getting earlier and earlier into September when they put it out. Who's ready enough now that you've got a Christmas tree? Is it up? Is it decorated? Yes, does it speak volumes? That'll be you. Our, our uh, story about the Christmas tree is that we were in Melbourne uh, in David Jones, just before Christmas a few years ago. And they had, of course, put up the Christmas wreaths, which I don't quite know why they're there, what they say, but that's all over the place. And they had decorated a big Christmas tree. And on the bottom of the Christmas tree, laid on the ground area, were written in uh, red and gold, joy, peace, what else? hope and love. And we thought, that's strange. Normally they sort of have the bells and the smells and that's over to you. But here's somebody who has the message of Christmas along with the tree of Christmas. And so we saw somebody on an escalator going the opposite way. Have you ever had that experience? They're going up and you're going down and you want to speak to them? <laughs> well, we turned around and met up with them and said, thank you very much. You've helped prepare us for Christmas because you've got the four great gifts of God. And he said, do you want some of those? We've got a few over. <laughs> so we said, spread the news. So we brought back some and we've used them in various churches ever since. But there it was that the message of Christmas was with the sign of Advent. And I thought that was a wonderful example, positively. I'll tell you the other one. I think it's okay, Rosemary. We were shopping uh, yesterday in a certain uh, supermarket, which we're not allowed to advertise, and uh, we got to the uh, vegetable section, and we looked around, and we were looking for tomatoes. So we went over to one of the assistants and said, have you seen the angels? And he said, oh, we don't have any angels with Christmas this year. There's no tomatoes. <laughs> Or 
what it would have done if he had stayed still would give me an opportunity to say, hey, we can tell you a story about angels at Christmas. It's all about an angel tree. And we've seen the parcels. And Christmas is going to be transformed for a whole group of kids whose parents or one of the parents happens to be in prison. That would be an angel for Christmas. And we got other tomatoes to go the other way. <laughs> so the signs are all around us. It's a question of picking up on them, seeing what they mean, and sharing that with our neighbors. The other thing I want to mention about the signs, who's had some Christmas cards already? Have they got any stamps on them? Christmas stamps? Yeah. What do you do with the stamps after you've received them? Send them to Wellington if you get them into the office. So for goodness sake, have a receptacle where when they come in, you rip off a fairly generous amount around and you put that into the jug. And in January, you bring the jug back to the office when it opens. And that becomes part of the sale of those, the mission of the church overseas. Did you know that? So don't chuck them out. They're symbols of the wish of the person who sent you the card or the parcel but they're also a signal that the community still recognizes Christmas and you can extend that by keeping the postage stamp, getting it through the system, and that's sold in the international sale of stamps throughout the years. Who had any idea that was there before? Obviously Robin had. Yes, few of you. So spread the good news. When you see somebody say, you see Christmas in the stamps, can we have them? Right. So we're nearly there. I'm surprised at the number of strangers who are saying to me, Happy Christmas already, at the end of purchase or a conversation. That's very nice. Uh, they don't get a sermon of 55 minutes afterwards, but they, <laughs> they do get two or three phrases of what Christmas means to me. The other thing I said to sign at Christmas is the sign which is in uh, the big malls. We were over in St. Luke's Mall, and uh, the story of St. Luke was extended by somebody coming around in a red dressing gown, I think it was, with a funny hat on. I went and sat in a lovely area they'd prepared, and then all the kids came running out. They wanted to see. Yeah. And it's magic for them. Is it real? The answer is yes. The man in red is the bishop of one of the early church cities. And why did he do it? Because he couldn't celebrate Christmas when he saw all the poor kids with nothing. So he went back to the treasury of the cathedral and got out the money and everybody had a little bit of money so that they had something special for Christmas. We're not talking about fairyland, we're talking about a real incident that saw the point of Christmas. You couldn't have joy unless you shared it. This was the way in which you could say to children, you matter. This is the way you could say to children, there is hope in your life because people around you will help you. That's the story we need to spread. But it was nice to see in an age that seems to want everybody distant from one another, many of the kids coming and wanting to get really close to Father Christmas and sit on the seat beside him. That's how it used to be. I'm sad to say now that many people are frightened by getting too f close to anybody else, partly by nonsense and bad behavior, 
but partly because it's become the custom to keep your distance. The kids like to feel that they're loved. So the other person in unusual garment today is John the Baptist. What was he wearing? Camel coat. Yes? And a leather belt. And what was he eating? And wild honey. Who was the person he was saying, this is the clothing that you wear as a prophet? One king's? Elijah. See, you always know this congregation. Don't have to know the answers to Google's questions. Elijah. And what he was doing is saying, I have been chosen by God to be the prophet like Elijah was the prophet. So like all the Father Christmases have a uniform, so the prophets had the uniform. Because the locusts were what the poor people ate when the rest of the people were eating more like fish and a little bit of lamb. Wild honey was in the wilderness areas and therefore you could collect it and help your own diet. So he was saying, here is the prophet who sees the food of life being provided. Here is the prophet who learns to speak the word of God to challenge these people to see that the poor are fed and that justice is done and love is shared. What John the Baptist said is that you can't expect all that unless you get your lives straight. And of course everybody of that generation, when those scriptures were read, knew what it meant to build roads. Who built roads? The, the Roman government and the soldiers. And they were as straight as they could make them because they wanted to get the army as quickly as they could from Damascus through to somewhere else. That's the point of being straight. And there were no little curves where you could get robbed and bashed like we had in the story. So a straight road going straight there is the easiest one to travel on and the safest one to travel on. So they knew about roads and they knew about the effort required to clear the, the track to make them. We're going later next year on the Indian Pacific uh, Railway. And that goes across the Malabar Desert, some desert over there. And uh, the railroad we've seen on the map is absolutely straight. So they could reach the, we can reach the destination safely and speedily. What John the Baptist was saying is you put your life straight and then we can see some of the results of that in the way the world is transformed. Don't wait. It's urgent. So who are the prophets of today and yesterday? Who speaks to the world with vibrant voice and, and chilling words? The young generation and the girl from Sweden. And they are saying, don't wait. We've had enough of your messing around. Get the path straight, straight to the point. And you Christians should learn as much as anybody else. That was the point of Christ's coming, to transform the world so that the people became straight, they could do the things that were just and true, 
and they could get on with life showing that there is more than disharmony. We don't need the soldiers anymore because we live in harmony with one another. What the world needs to know is what's the connection between the sign and the reality. And you have the knowledge to share that interprets for them the signs so that Christmas happens again in 2019. So you know the story. You know what the point of uh, John the Baptist was. So, facts. Did Jesus come as a human being? Did Jesus' teaching transform how people saw each other? Did peace start to practice all the way through the Roman Empire? Did people see why Jesus came and what he was really telling them fundamentally? I come from God in order that I can tell you that God's heart is one of love. That was the basic message. Because there was all sorts of other teaching. God's heart was one of jealousy. God's heart was one of judgment. In the wrong sense, God's heart was only for the posh. And Jesus came to show us. So that's the truth of that. That's why he had to come. And he couldn't bring a message if he hadn't known what was the real truth. It wasn't like another prophet. Jesus was the one who came from God. He came from heaven to show us how to live on earth. That's the truth. That's what the people need to hear. That's what the kids need to know. So Bethlehem is a real place. Who's been to Bethlehem? Yep. You have to get a visa. Do you have to get a visa or are you in a coach? Probably in a coach. It's quite difficult to go over the border from Jerusalem to Bethlehem because Jerusalem is in the Jewish state and Bethlehem is in the Palestinian territories. You've got to get through. But it's real. The other thing you can tell people, yes, there was Jesus, there was John the Baptist, his cousin, there was Mary from the north, there were all sorts of other people in the story and they are pretty factual. The only thing the story doesn't tell you is that the 25th of December is the exact date written on his birth certificate. Because it wasn't important. It wasn't when Jesus lived. It's we know he did live. Where we wanted to know because it was connected to our place and then we could take it to your place. It wasn't important that it was 25th of December. It was important that it was in our world timetable. And we can celebrate it with great joy on the 25th of December as well as we could joy, meet, meet it with joy some other time. Seems to me it's the festival that's right. We don't worry about the date. All right? Lots of people say it can't be true because we don't know the exact details on the birth certificate, as if they had one. Now, finally, Glenn gave us 
a calendar of kindness last week. If you weren't here, there are some still some of those golden copies out on the table. It's a very clever document. It's not yours, though. No. Borrowed. Borrowed. And what it does is to give us the everyday experience of how we treat others in the Christmas run. So I have had to give my way to somebody else in the queue at the supermarket, even though I'm in a hurry. And the person says to you, thank you, happy Christmas. God sends his son into the world in all its reality in order that we can find happiness of the right sort at Christmas and you and I can hear the message and spread it. But as the young prophets of our today say, don't wait around, get on with it because the consequences of not doing that are very bad for many people. Thank God for John the Baptist.